I'm going to do something. I'm going to, Paula White preached on Esther so deep, there's nothing left for me to go with there. Devin has threatened me. If I preach about doors and Rosh Hashanah, I jeopardize my marriage. And she's too fine for me to live in jeopardy. So I'm going to preach about Ruth. And this has been a totally different flow if you hadn't felt it. I felt a different kind of thing happening and it's been different in every service. Let me say this to you. If you don't have spiritual discernment, you can miss a moment because you will spend your time trying to reproduce a moment you enjoyed and you want to make something like the moment you enjoyed. You already had that moment. What you need is another kind of moment. So let him do things that are different than what's been on your spiritual radar because when you let God start doing something fresh and new, it takes you from glory to glory. Come on, look at your neighbor like you love her and tell sister, I'm not letting you stay stuck. I'm not letting you stay stuck. I know some of y'all staying stuck. You like your same nightgown, your same shoes, your same weave, your same extensions, but I'm not letting you say, you're getting ready to get a new mascara color. You're getting ready to get a new lipstick color. Come on, just tell your sister, uh, you're getting ready to dress out, deck out in a garment of praise. I, I hope you haven't gotten used to that spirit of heaviness because by the time you get to your car, you're getting ready to put something up in the atmosphere. It's going to shift your situation. I wish somebody would notify the devil, this is the last day in my life I'll ever let you tell me that I don't have the joy of the Lord. Shift it right there. The last day in your life, devil, that you'll tell me I don't have the joy of the Lord. I'm tired of being weak. The joy of the Lord, my strength, chapter yeah put it in that happy key I'd like to preach it get out of that minor whatever that is and put some joy on that thing hallelujah look at uh, Ruth chapter 3 verse number 1 then Naomi her mother-in-law said to her can we take some time? To, I know it's 8.44, but don't put no pressure on me. If you was just unsaved, you'd just be getting started at the Hootenanny. Come on, we, we got time tonight. <laughs> Naomi said to her, Naomi, her mother-in-law said to her, my daughter, shall I not seek security for you that it may be well with you? Now Boaz, whose young women you were with, is he not our relative? In fact, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Therefore, wash yourself. Anoint yourself. Put on your best garment and go down to the threshing floor. Do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. Then it shall be when he lies down that you shall notice the place where he lies. 
and you shall go in. Uncover his feet. Some of y'all don't know what in the world this driver is talking about. Y'all getting nervous for this chick, but God's up to something. Uncover his feet and lie down. And he will tell you what you should do. And she said to Naomi, Ruth said to Naomi, all that you say to me, I will do. Can I keep going here? So she went down to the threshing floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law instructed her. And after Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was cheerful, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. And she came softly, uncovered his feet, and laid down. And it happened at midnight, Lord have mercy, that the man was startled. And he turned himself there and saw a woman lying at his feet. And he's... And he said, who are you? She answered, I am Ruth, your maidservant. Take your maidservant under your wing, for you are a close relative. And he said, you are blessed of the Lord, my daughter. I want you to understand that this young lady was a slave until she got in the tent. And when she got in the tent, she wasn't a slave anymore. He called her. I'm getting ready to preach up in this place. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, I'm not just a slave. I'm a, I'm a daughter. Tell somebody, I'm a daughter. For you have shown more kindness, verse 10, at the end than at the beginning in that you did not go after young men whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you request. For all the people of my town know that you are a virtuous woman. Now, it is true that I am a close relative. However, there is a relative closer than I. Stay this night, and in the morning it shall be that if he will perform the duty of a close relative for you, good. Let him do it. But if he does not want to perform the duty for you, then I will perform the duty for you as the Lord lives. Lie down. Look at your neighbor and tell your sister, sister, you, you need to chill. Y'all worked up on some stuff. You just need to rest tonight. Wait till the morning because weeping only endures for a night. I know y'all tired and been in church all day, but I'm going to need about 400 of y'all to get interested in this message tonight. Tell your sister next to you, chill, rest. A good word is coming for you in the morning. Somebody say tomorrow at about this time, things are going to change. Ah! I feel it breaking right over here. I feel it happening. Somebody's about to jerk yourself out of the heaviness you've been walking through 
and this thing is getting ready to shift in your favor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My subject, calm down, Julian. My subject is found in that, um, yes, fourth verse. Where the text, I like the text. I like staying in the word. The text says, and you shall go in. Grab your sister and tell them, neighbor, you've been on the outside long enough. Tonight and for the rest of your life, you shall. If they don't have a little bit of sass, it's the wrong neighbor. Tell them, you shall. Go in. Praise them like you're going in right now. Father, I give you my ears to speak to, my mouth to speak through. I yield my heart to thee, O God, as clay in the hand of the potter. Would you have your way with my life tonight? I pray you would sit down on this house and that every open heart would receive a double portion of double measure of the joy of the Lord, the presence of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord. I pray in Jesus' name that every religious ounce of demonic activity left, there's not much left, but any residue of religion left in this place, scrub it out of this house, scrub it out of their row, get it off them in the name of the Lord. Let them break free from the opinions and the fears of man and let them go home delivered by the power of God in the name of Jesus. Somebody give him three claps and a shout. You can be seated. I am, I am thankful that when we open the Bible and we begin to read the stories of the patriarchs and the matriarchs of the Old Testament, I'm thankful the Bible doesn't sanitize and scrub the record and make it real clean and pretty because I'm not sure I could relate to it if it didn't have some junk in it. I mean, it would save me because it's the word of God. But I'm thankful that the word of God reveals the junk in the trunk of many of the patriarchs and the matriarchs. Because when I read it, I say, if God can do it for them, God can do it for me. And the story of Ruth is no exception to this. It's a, it's a mess if you want to know the reality of it. I know we come to the book of Ruth and we say, this is a wonderful book. But it does not start out wonderful. In fact, you will find out that the book of Ruth is tucked in the darkest chapter of Israel's history. If you read the first chapter of Ruth close, closely, you will discover that the story of Ruth occurs in what the Bible calls the days of the judges. And if you read the book of Judges, which is the book preceding the book of Ruth, you will discover that men and women did what was right in their own sight. No man feared the Lord. In fact, there was a generation that rose up after Joshua who the Bible records did not even know God. And when you don't know God, you do some dumb stuff. 
And that's what happened in the days of the judges. The Bible says that they were kissing Baal poles and worshiping the gods of Baal and they had ignored and forgotten the God of their fathers and they had walked away from the altar of Yahweh and there is gross immorality and darkness all over the kingdom. Everywhere you look, it's just a bad situation. And they go from victory. If you study the book of Judges, you will see that they went from, vict they went from sin to bondage to repentance to victory. Sin, bondage, repentance, and victory. It's a vicious cycle of sin, bondage, repentance, and victory. Don't ever get that mixed up because if you live in sin, you will go into bondage and need to repent so that you can reclaim the victory. But the intent of the cross was never for you to live in a cycle of continual defeat. I am thankful that Jesus is more than a judge and a lawgiver. He's a king and a grace giver. And he did not come so that you could have coping skills with your sin. He came to conquer sin in you. Sin is not your friend, your homie. It's not your buddy. Sin is your enemy. And you could not, I couldn't get free from sin on my own. But I'm thankful for amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. How many are thankful that when you couldn't deliver yourself, a deliverer came and broke the yoke over your life and set you free? Where sin does abound, Paul said grace does much more abound. Yes, I got some sin problems, but God has a grace solution and his grace is greater. I need some help right here. His grace is greater than all our sin. And when you come to the book of Judges, it's a nasty cycle. It's a vicious cycle of, of sin and defeat, and repentance and victory. And they go through this over and over. And it's a dark chapter in Israel's history. And tucked within the darkest period of Israel's history is this beautiful story of redemption in the book of Ruth. Just four chapters. So when you read Ruth and you see what God is up to, he's working in the midst of darkness. I need to say this to the church because some of us think the devil is the one working overtime and we wonder where God is. Don't you ever get the story mixed up. Hell can howl and hiss and threaten and breathe fire down your neck, but God is still on the throne. And if you ever get that mixed up in your mind, you will come to church and have to be begged to praise the Lord. We'll have to beg you to come to church. We'll have to beg you to give a tithe and offering. But if you know the king is on the throne, ain't nobody got to beg me to praise him. When I come to church, I come not to wake him up. He never went to sleep. I came to praise him because he's worthy. Yes, the devil is doing all that he can, but the Bible said that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord. How dare you to praise God in this house on a Friday night that God is still in control. And when you come to the book of Ruth, there is a famine. And the problem with this is there's a famine in the city of bread. The city of bread has no food. They advertise through their name they got food. But they, that's what the church does. We walk around and preach. We advertise that we got food and the hungry come and what we don't, what we don't do is feed the hungry. 
What we're more interested in is the crowd and the cash and we're interested in the pews being filled and parking lots and parties and people and nickels and noses, but the devil is a liar. The church is not a social organization where we hang out and find our best buddy. The church is the ecclesia. Get this thing straight. We feed hungry people. We save lost people. We heal sick people. We don't come and scratch each other's back and make each other feel good. We come and bind the devil, loose the glory, rebuke Satan, take authority, and in the name of Jesus, according to 1 John 3, 8, for this purpose was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. The devil is not supposed to be in your mind. He's supposed to be under your feet. The house of bread. Oh, we got a show for us, but you're ready to be on. <laughs> the house of bread had no bread. And when the house of bread has no bread, it forces people who live in the house of bread to resort to drastic measures. And they actually get out of position trying to find food. When you don't find food where it is supposed to be, you will in desperation go to any place you have to go to find food. I rebuke the famine in the name of the Lord. My God, I feel like prophesying. I said I rebuke the famine in the name of the Lord. And I rebuke the famine of the word of the Lord off of the preachers of the Lord. You are not going to be begging God for a sermon in this next five, eight, seven, four. You are not going to be begging God for another sermon in this new year. We are crossing into a year. They can live in a famine if they want to. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve God and have the word of the Lord. I wish somebody would, I need some preachers in here who will shout right now that you're about to get so full of the word, there will be no famine in your house. They went to Moab to get away from the famine. And it was a costly trip. She went, I want you to see this. This is what I felt like God was, one of the things God wanted me to hone in on. They went to Moab to find some food and they got out of Bethlehem, Judah. And the, their, their desperation pushed them into Moab and they got out of position, watch this. And even though they got out of position because of the famine, God worked in that season. Y'all need to praise him for that one. Oh, no, no, that's a Presbyterian applause. I said somebody needs to praise him for that one. What am I praising him for? You need to give God a real quick hallelujah for the times you got out of position and God took your mess and rerouted you and did something supernatural in a season when you did something really stupid. How many have ever had something supernatural come out of something really stupid? I've done some real stupid stuff, but God loved me so much that when I turned my heart to him, he worked something supernatural.
I'm just talking. He, he, he worked something in this. Watch this. She goes to Moab, gets out of position, and it's a costly trip. And she, she lost some precious things. First thing she lost was her husband. Jesus. Her circle starts shrinking. Her relationships, I felt the Lord on this one. Her relationships started being reduced. She thought, I gotta go get some food. I'm gonna get out of Bethlehem, Judah, and I'm going to go down to Moab. And when she goes down to Moab, she looks around and she starts losing people. She picked up some daughters-in-law, but she loses her husband and the circle starts shrinking and then she loses her sons. She not only loses her intimacy, she loses her future. Because if you live in Moab at that time and you have no husband and no sons, you become a vulnerable prey to your surrounding. I need to talk to some sisters in here who don't feel covered. I'm just going to read it like I wrote it down. Some of y'all are frustrated and bitter. I'm just going to be an apostolic. I'm not, I don't call myself an apostle. I call myself a spiritual father. And there's enough apostolic grace on my life to let some sister in here fix this because I'm going to walk around for a while. Uh-huh. You are frustrated because you have something going on in you that folk around you will not affirm or bless. You are mad because you're a preacher sitting in a church that don't even believe in women preachers. Don't shout me down. And you can put this on Facebook because I don't mind anybody calling me about it because I done dealt with enough of them religious Oh yes, uh huh. I dealt with enough of them already. I got something to say to all of them <laughs> because what God is doing in this hour, I got me a scripture in prayer today. The Bible said that God announced a decree. Uh, I'm in Psalm 62 verse seven, I believe. God announced the word and great was the company of women who published the word. Yeah, uh, y'all just y'all just a bunch of women, and you're so excited. No, I'm not a woman. I'm a man who came to be a father to a generation of sisters who are not trying to start a feminazi movement. They just want to be able to open their mouth and tell the world about the king. What are we doing? Sit down. Let me get this out. So I was in prayer today and I said, what should I tell them? And the Lord said, tell them they're either gonna stay frustrated or they're gonna get realigned. Y'all ain't gonna like me. Devin ain't never gonna let me preach at Women of Fire again. But I'm gonna tell some of you, I'm tired of you crying about staying in a place that will never bless the oil on your life. It is. It is a new year starting tonight. Either that house needs a revival or you need to get your family in another house and get in line with what the Holy Ghost is. You don't have time to argue with religion.
religious people. Sit down. You don't have time to argue with them people. They're not changing their mind. And I came to tell you, you better not change yours either. You better make up your mind that the fire in your belly is real and you ain't gonna let some Pharisee blow it out. My God, women of God, hold up, I shut tie up. got down in Moab, got out of alignment. God helped her while she was out of alignment and her circle starts shrinking. She lost her husband, she lost her sons. Now all she has left is two daughters-in-law. And one of them is getting ready to leave her too. Naomi. Naomi. Elimelech's wife. Melon and Chilion's mother. Naomi. Her name means beauty. But she's not feeling too she has lost her covering and she has lost her kids oh I wish I had time and she's in a foreign land and she has two daughters in law and they're out of position but a word comes that the famine in Bethlehem is coming to an end. Something's growing in Bethlehem. Oh, come on, touch your sister right now and tell them something's growing in Bethlehem. There's a reason you're about to get back to where you used to be because something's growing where you used to be. There's been some seed planted and something's growing. There's been some seed planted and a harvest is coming. Some of you are trying to find out why we're going into a new year and you ain't feeling excited because you gotta get back to where you're supposed to be because where God, listen, you can't depart from where you were in God and act like everything's just gonna be all right. No, you gotta go do your first works all over again. Touch your sister and tell them you better get back so that you can go forward. Some of you need to go back so you can go forward. I know some of you can't handle this. Oh no, we going forward. You need to repent and get some of y'all better get your heart right. You better get some junk up under the blood. You better get your eyes back on Jesus. This mess of letting the world uh, have your attention and fight for your heart. The devil is a liar. God is a jealous God and he wants all of you and I tonight and somebody's got to decide I cannot live in Moab one more season. I'm going back to Bethlehem, Judah. And she says, I'm going home. And Ruth and Orpah, y'all need to go back to your people 
and I'm going to go back to mine. Her circle has shrunk. There's only three of them left. And she looks at her daughters-in-law and they say, and she says to them, y'all go back home. And they look at her and say, we will never do that. And she looks at them and says, go back home. And Orpah says, let me kiss you. Oh, if I had time. You better watch them fake kissers. Kiss you with one foot out the door. I'm getting ready to haul off right here. Pat you on the back. Oh, you my pastor. You already got your membership in another church and you trying to look at me and tell me, oh, y'all ain't gonna help me, but let me help myself. They'll kiss you on Sunday and on Monday we'll join the FBI mafia and throw you under a bus. Y'all don't wanna talk to me tonight. I came to tell you I'm tired of fake kisses and God is tired of fake kisses who will show up on Sunday, blow him a kiss during three fast songs and two slow songs but the minute you have an out you take the out cause you never found yourself to be a real disciple of Jesus in the first place but I feel like I'm in the room with some women who said hell or high water oh god I better quit cause I feel like something is about to break why don't you shake hands with somebody and tell them I'm not a dater oh no I didn't come to date him on Sunday I'm telling you he is the husband man of my life he is the groom and I am the bride and I will not live my life shacked up in the back seat with the spirit of this world I'm going to stay in love with Jesus And she looked at Orpah and Ruth and said, please, y'all stay. And Orpah said, it is funny, but Judas kissed the gate of heaven and went to hell. Y'all not gonna help me tonight. I said Judas kissed the gate of heaven and he still went to hell. There are too many people who wanna blow kisses but don't wanna go all the way into the tent and surrender your life to the Lord. I'm telling you, he is not looking for a date. He is looking for a bride. And Orpah kissed Naomi and peaced out. And Ruth looked at her mother-in-law and said, stop telling me to leave. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. I didn't see this one till today. Where you die, I will die. Y'all missed that. I had never seen that till I read that today. What she was saying is, I'm staying all the way with you to the end. Some of y'all need to see that's why we say for richer or for poorer in sickness and in health because the preacher has got to tie a tight knot because there's a lot of people who like sex but they don't like covenant 
I'm gonna preach in here. I'm gonna preach in here. Covenant keeps me connected to my wife when we're not in the bed, but when we're going through hell and hot water. I wish I could find me a church who would help me preach. Slap your neighbor and tell your neighbor, tell him I'm gonna stick with Jesus. I'm going with him all the way. I didn't just come for the party. I come for the pain. I came for the valley. I came for the fire. I came for the crushing. I came for it all. And in the end, I shall wear a robe and crown. So, so the Bible said Orpah kissed her and left her. But Ruth, read your Bible. Ruth held on. Come here, girl. I can't do this to nobody else in the building. Orpah kissed Naomi. <laughs> we'll be back in a little while. It's been good. Come, come. Come. Orpah kissed Naomi and left. But the Mount Reader Bible, but Ruth held on. Why? Thank you, baby. Why did she hold on? Because she had nothing else to hold on to. And she said, I'm going with you. And so she, I got to hurry here, but I feel like preaching tonight. So she takes her, she takes her out of Moab. And they go to Bethlehem, Judah. Circle kept on shrinking. And if you're Naomi, you feel empty. And if you're Ruth, you are a bit afraid. Naomi has nothing left but a daughter in law. Ruth has left her family and it's going to a foreign country. All they have is each other. I'm getting ready to preach right here. Ruth is a Moabitess. Naomi is a Jew. They got so many differences, but they're all each other have. Their skin color, I'm getting ready to preach, was a little different, but they're all, 
I'm going to preach with you tonight if nobody else helped me preach. This white boy and this black mama are going to preach in this room tonight because we are all each other have. How? Slap your neighbor. I don't care what she looks like. I don't care what skin tone she got. I don't care how young she is. And I don't care how old she is. Shake hands with four women and tell them you are all I've got. You are all I've got. I'm tired of arguing with you over race. I'm tired of arguing with you over baptism formulas. I'm tired of arguing over what songs to sing. We are all we got. No, I can't go to that conference. Well, why can't you go to that conference? Because they don't baptize with the right baptism formula. I can't go to that conference because they didn't vote like me. I'm coming for all of you tonight. I'm coming for all of you tonight. I can't go to that Ruach Global Network because there are too many different nationalities and I'm just a Southern girl. Well, your Southern self needs some Hispanic and some, I'm getting ready to preach. Some islands, you need some, every Sunday needs some chocolate and some caramel and some vanilla. We need everybody. What are we doing? To hell with the spirit of racism. To hell with the spirit of division. We are all each other half. What are we doing? grabbing your stuff, acting like you gotta go somewhere. You ain't going nowhere. Taco Bell is closed. Pizza Hut is closed. Sit right there and take this one. We need to come out of darkness and we need to start loving one another. We're all each other have, D. We're all each other have, Shug. We must learn to live together as brothers. We must learn to live together as brothers or we will perish together as fools. And while I'm here and you're in this house, let me just go ahead and get it off my chest. We're getting ready for a good old political cycle. 
The next 12 months is going to be a demonic assignment to get into the house of God and divide the people of God. And I want to go on record and tell you, vote Bible, vote Bible, vote Bible. But at the end of the day, my king does not sit in Washington, D.C. That's not where my king is. My king was not elected king, voted king, appointed king. He was born king of kings. And Lord of lords. Well, welcome to Women of Fire. Stop this. Somebody recently asked me, are you woke? I said, nope, I was never asleep. I've been calling out injustice. I've been calling out racism. I've been calling out division for 21 years. I'm not waiting on you to pat me on the back or follow me on social media. I'm a prophet of God. I'm a man of God. I love Jesus and I love everybody. Sit down. Please, I'm trying to be kind. Trying to be kind. They're all each other had. And I don't have time to preach this whole, it's a whole, you can't preach Ruth without preaching the whole thing. She goes to Bethlehem, Judah, and Ruth and Naomi come into the city. And when they come into the city, the city is all stirred up. Read the book. It's in the book. They're all stirred up. Oh, Naomi is still alive. We hadn't seen her in 15 years. We thought she was dead. And she comes back home with the Moabitess. And everybody's going, what does this mean? And Naomi is in a place of pain. And let me tell you how I know. Because when the women of the city walked up to her, they said, Naomi, this is Wallace Unauthorized Translation, Naomi, you're back. And she says, do not call me Naomi. Wait, read the whole thing. She just starts puking her pain. Don't call me Naomi. God has been unjust and unkind. God has done this and God has, read it, it's in there. God has done this, God has done that, God has done this, and he didn't help me. And my name is no longer Naomi, which means beauty. Call me Mara. Naomi comes from a Hebrew word, Naom. It is the word found in Psalm, in Psalm 27, verse 3, when it says, how beautiful it is to dwell in the tabernacles of our God. Watch this, where I can go in and behold the beauty. 
The word beauty in the Hebrew is the same root word as Naomi's name. It is the Hebrew word Naomi. When it says the beauty of the Lord, this woman is supposed to be beautiful and she's not beautiful. She calls herself bitter. You cannot be beautiful. You cannot be beautiful and bitter. And let me tell you something I have learned lately. The assignment of the devil is not to make you quit serving Jesus. It's to introduce you to a situation that becomes an invitation for you to join the party of the bitter. If he can't get you to backslide, he will take it for you to come to church. Raising them kids. You can't raise kids bitter. And God help your precious husband. Oh yeah, come on in here and talk to me. Yeah, God help the husband of a bitter lady. Oh, y'all mad at me now, but I'm leaving after this service. You won't be able to find me. Bitter at everything. But you can't, you are, look at your sister and tell them you are supposed to be beautiful. You are beautiful. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And you let a hater turn you into a bitter, oh, hateful, nasty, nasty attitude. And when somebody asks you how you're doing, you just start throwing up all your pain. Don't call me Naomi. I am not beautiful. There ain't nothing about me beautiful. My whole life is bitter. My husband is crazy. My kids are crazy. My bills are late. I am bitter. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My, my, my Praise the Lord. Save your tongues. Stop your fake Christianity. Get down to an altar. Let him break that thing up out of your spirit and make you beautiful. She was supposed to be beautiful, and she was beautiful, but she had allowed her pain to change her identity. And here's what's crazy. Nobody called her bitter but herself. I'm getting ready to preach right here. Well, I got so many haters. No, you don't. You got six friends on Facebook. They ain't hating on you. You, 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 you really just got to chill a little bit. You, the devil got you believing everybody hates you. Everybody thinks you're ugly. Everybody thinks you ain't. Who cares? Who even cares what they think? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You don't have time to be bitter. Do you understand that Naomi should have died in Moab and after 15 years of living in a place out of the will of God, she got back in the will of God and by the time she gets back, she's so full of bitterness and cannot see the fact that God kept her through all of her mess and she's still alive. So she said, y'all call me bitter. And I read the book of Ruth from chapter one to chapter four. And nowhere in the book of Ruth do they ever call her 
Mara. You called yourself Mara, but we don't agree with you. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Look at your sister next to you right now and say, hey, yay. Say, hey, yay. Say, hey, girl. I know that the enemy wants you to believe that your life is full of bitter, but I refuse to come into agreement with that lie of the devil. Tell him you will never be bitter. I will never call you bitter. You went through the pain. You went through the hell. You went through the mess, but you still got a hallelujah. You still got hands to clap. You still got feet to dance. You still got a praise to give him. Somebody who ought to be bitter, you ought to praise God that you're still here. Praise him like all things work together. For the good to them to love the Lord. Watch this. I'm going to start wrapping this up. She said, call me bitter. And they never called her bitter. bitter. And one day, Naomi and Ruth are in the house. And Naomi said, I'm hungry, Ruth. Ruth said, let me go in here and check the cupboard. This is all the Wallace unauthorized translation. She comes in there and checks the cupboard. She said, we don't have no food. She says, Naomi, what if I go out in a field? You're going to come preach this thing with me. I'm going to give you a microphone in a minute. She said, what if we go out in the field? What if you let me go out in the field and I'll just find some leftovers? The Greepers will miss something and I'll get some leftovers. Somebody get me some kind of basket. I should have told you this. Find me some kind of basket. Uh -huh. She, uh, look at you with Mari Hamilton. She, she give, give me them Kleenexes. Give me them Kleenexes. Go, go, go up there and put some Kleenexes on the stage for me, but more hurry. Come on, get, act like we even talked about this. Come on. Yes. That is a woman of God. Tell her you love her. She's been with me for, she's been with me for all these 20 years. She's been with Devin and I. She's a true daughter. A true daughter. Come, come, bring, come bring some down here for me. Just put them all over there. Yeah, we talked about this. You can tell. Ruth said, I'm hungry. Naomi said, me too. Went in the cupboard, can't find nothing. Ruth said, I'll be back in a little while. I'm going to go. And uh, I'm going to get some leftovers. So she goes out in the field. And she's waiting on the reapers to get through. And she comes out there. Have you ever had the audacity to take a leftover? 
she was so hungry. She just looking for something. I got to get some sandwich bread. Got to get some. So she goes out and she comes back home. And she's got some leftovers and she goes and does it again. And one day, the owner of the field. Do you know why the owner of the field ever found her? Because she was hungry. I ain't gonna find no help on Friday night. Some of y'all got some kind of date or some kind of meal after church, but I came to find some hungry women. Hungry, hungry. I'm so hungry, I'll go out in a field I wasn't even invited to and I'll look for what you left behind. I'm just trying to find one little blessing, one little answered prayer, one little miracle. I'm hungry. Slap your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I know you got all you want. I know your husband gives you everything you want. I ain't even got no husband. I'm hungry. I'm, I'm hungry. Hunger. Oh, God. Hunger got her in the field. She got out there in that field and she found some leftovers. And one day she was getting them leftovers. And all of a sudden, the field owner came out checking on his employees. And there's that little Moabitess, Sister Ruth, out there gleaning the leftovers. And uh, Boaz. Not broke as, Boaz. Just what it says, Boaz. Make sure you get in his field. <laughs> you better hear me. Some of y'all are like, I ain't coming back next year. Well, we're going to need your seat, so let us know real quick. We're going to need your seat. I'm trying to get you in the right field. I'm trying to get you in the right field. You better get in the right. Slap your sister. Tell them get in the right field. He said... He said, who, who, who is that? I didn't hire her. How did she get here if she's not hired? Cause she's hungry. Some people are hirelings and they won't work in the field unless you pay them to get in the field. What's my package? We don't have no package. What we're trying to find out is if you're hungry and if you're hungry, the owner of the field is getting ready to hook you up. Oh my God, slap your sister and tell her you better get hungry. Girl, 
You can't afford to be full in this season. You better get hungry. Where my basket go? He said, who is this woman? Who is this woman? And where did she come from? He said, and they told him, that's Ruth. That's Ruth. Did you just jerk? You know why he's jerking? Because that's the Holy Ghost. Every now and then he'll quicken you. Watch this. He said, uh, who is that out in the field? And they said, she is gleaning after the reapers and Boaz tells his servants, y'all make sure you leave that chick handfuls, 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 handfuls. The time I turn around, Every time I turn around, handful, handful, you do it, you do it, handful, my God. Every time I turn around, I don't even know how it's happening. I didn't even come from Bethlehem. I am a Moabitess. This ain't even my place. And the Holy Ghost said, but it's my field. And I'm gonna bless you. Slap three people and tell them, hell, handfuls on purpose. Some of you have been talking yourself out of the blessing, but God is about to surround you.
You're coming out of depression. You're coming out of heaviness. You're coming out of bankruptcy. You're coming out of divorce court. Hand falls. Oh, Lord. Handfuls. Woo! Take another 20 seconds and praise God. Take another 20 seconds. Handfuls are getting ready to break out in your life, Michelle Davenport. Handfuls. Handfuls. All purpose. Good measure. Press down. Shaken together. Sharing that color one. Handfuls. Stephanie Harrison. Handfuls. Slap somebody, tell the name of God. It's about to make you a blessing. You will not have room enough. We're stepping into a new year. The famine is over. Hand falls. Shanda Dada Hokanda Dabasaya. Don Rayleigh. Hand falls. Hand falls. Praise God for your church coming into a new season. Oh, Lord. Praise God for your marriage. Your marriage. Hand falls. Hand. Oh, go. Somebody give God the glory. Lord, the 
just pierce the heavenlies and the blessing of the Lord shake three sisters and tell them you are beautiful you will not be bitter you are beautiful you will not be bitter sister right now and say sister we just stepped into a dressing room somebody say why did you step into a dressing room because we just took off a garment of bitterness oh lord I better quit and we just decided to put on a garment of praise Thank you, baby. Put on the garment. Put me in that key. I want to hear. Thank you. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. 
Lift up your voice to God. Pray in the Spirit and with understanding. Oh, magnify the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord. It's a new season. It's a new day. Fresh anointing. Ay, 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 ay. It's coming your way. It's a season of power. and prosperity. Throw your hands up and say, by the grace of God, it's a new season. It's a new season. Praise Him like it is. It's a new season. Coming to me. Your ladder will be greater than your past. You will be blessed more than you could ask. Despite all that has been done, the best is yet to come. And your ladder will be greater your ladder will be greater. Shake your sister's hand and say, your ladder will be greater than your past. I am blessed. I am blessed. Every day that I live, I am blessed. I wish I could find some sisters who knew that song. When I wake up in the morning till I lay my head to rest, I am blessed. I and bless. Let me end this message with the text I began. She gleaned in that field so many days. One day, she came into the house and Naomi looked at her and said, you cannot keep using his field without going to the next step. She said, tonight I want you to go down to the threshing floor. See, some people want the field, but they don't want the owner. They want the handful, but at some point you gotta go after the master. I wish I could find some sisters here. Watch.
watch, 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 watch. Naomi, this is beautiful because it represents and gives us a picture of generational synergy. Naomi represents the more elder generation. Ruth represents the young, younger generation. And the younger generation has the looks, but she don't know the protocol. So the older generation tells the younger generation, go change your clothes. Get that dirt out from underneath your fingernails. Wash yourself and put some perfumes on. I wish I had time. Because you have to understand when the shift in warfare comes. There is a season to work and then there is a season for you to anoint yourself and change your garments. She said this, this is crazy. I'm done right here. She said, tonight go down to the threshing floor when he gets through eating and drinking. Go into the tent. Watch, watch. Let she gonna get all she wants. Pull the blanket up over his feet. Can I have a can I have a uh, uh, um, Mateo? Come help me, please. Come, Mateo, please, sir. I need somebody wild. You saying about getting wild? Let's get wild. Lay down here. Just lay down here. Lay down here. Boaz. Um. Get up, Mateo. Uh, Rick Smith, come here. Where's Carolyn? Carolyn, where are you at? Is Carolyn at? Get up here, submissive wife. Come here. Lay down, Boaz. I'm sorry, Mateo. I love you too much to do that to you. Sorry, I owe you. Naomi tells Ruth, Ruth, you go in the tent tonight. After he's eaten and drinking and he's going to sleep, pull the cover up over his feet and lay at his feet. Just lay down at his feet. And, no, just, you're asleep. You, don't get no idea. Just go to sleep. <laughs> wait, wait. And Naomi said, when he wakes up in the morning, he's going to see a woman under his feet. I'm getting ready to say something right here. You can't be bossy and be blessed. The reason why he took her to be his wife is because she showed him humility and submission. 
The next time she got in that tent, she was not under his feet. Get up beside him, get up beside him, get up beside him. The next time she got in that tent, lay down, Carolyn. I'm trying to paint a picture and bless my brother all at the same time. <laughs> Slap your sister and tell her, sister, you need to come up under the feet of Jesus. If you will submit your life to him, the next time you come into this tent, you're gonna be his bride. I need somebody to give God praise. My Lord. Let me tell you this. The reason some folk don't feel intimacy with him is because you want to be over his head, but not under his feet. And he's looking for a submissive bride, a humble bride. If you can humble yourself under the leadership of Jesus, he'll trust you enough to bring you into the tent and make you his own. Take me to the king. I don't have much to bring. My heart is torn to pieces. Sing. Lay me. Lay me at the throne. Leave me there alone. To gaze. To gaze upon your
What key do you sing that in, Steph? How do you worship the king? Just try it. Just, just, I'm putting her on the spot, but yes, the, the king is here tonight. Can we just throw our hands up all over this room real quick? Jesus. Can you just draw near to him for the next 60 seconds? Just, just with your worship, your words. I know you've shouted, danced, leapt. Can you just tell him tonight, Lord, before I leave this conference, I want to come all the way into your tabernacle. leave like I came. I need intimacy with you, Jesus. How do you worship? Come on. How do you worship the King? What kind of gift do you bring? What kind of clothes do you wear? Will he even notice that I'm there? How do I tell him He's my world when I am just a girl. Sing, Pastor. Will I even be able to sing? Tell me how do I worship the King? The angels crowd, elders bow down at His feet. Somebody just peeled the... Kill the door back and come on into the tent tonight. Come on. All of creation. You pour love on the king. Somebody do it right now.
sing. This place, we just wanna be with you. Hey, we just wanna be it's 10, with 10, you. It's 10-10, and somebody's about to step inside the tent with the king. So when you're done, you're done. Be back in the morning for your sessions at 9 and closing service at 10.30. But I just, I know it's 10.14, but God can do things really quick when we just say yes. 
And as we were just up here, half of these ladies just drunk in the Holy Spirit. The Lord arrested my heart and this is what I heard the Lord say. He said, Devin, tell my daughters, don't abort the baby. And I have been such an advocate of life in the natural. We know what abortion is in the natural. It's when something is living and growing inside, but it's rejected or it's unwanted or it's inconvenient or it poses a danger. And so we have the option to stop what's growing and extract it from our life as if it never started to begin with. But the problem with the lie of abortion in the natural is you can remove something from a woman's womb, but you'll never remove it from her heart and her mind. So as I was trying to figure out what the Lord was saying, He took me to the story of Mary. This is not about abortion in the natural right now. This is about an assignment of spiritual abortion on some women in this room. Because Mary just let the Lord overshadow her, right? She just got into His presence and something was conceived in her that to many was unwanted. It was inconvenient. It actually posed a danger to her life. And some of you, the call of God that's inside of you, you're in this place where you're deciding, am I going to follow this through or am I going to throw in the towel? This, I'm not sure if I want this. I know my husband doesn't want this. I know my pastor doesn't want this. This is actually dangerous to my future and my reputation. But we act like Mary had a choice. And I need to just remove a lie off some women in here. I don't know what man has tried to discredit your call or what family member or leader wounded you. But let me remind you, that conception inside of you, it really wasn't your choice. It was divinely ordained by Yahweh. And let me tell you something about life in the natural. It happens in a moment of intimacy, and the only way to stop it is to kill it. I don't work to make the baby grow. I have to work to make it stop. And I need to talk to some women in here. What's happening in you, it's going to continue to grow because you can't really stop it unless you just decide to kill it because the call of God is without repentance and what he's planted inside of you he did not ask for permission from those surrounding you let's look real closely at the story and may, let me break a religious lie of submission off of some women in here God didn't talk to Joseph till after the child was conceived God didn't talk to Mary's family or her betrothed husband till after his will was accomplished. And let me just break a lie off you that you have to have the permission of a human being to operate in divine destiny. But I will tell you this, let me balance it. Mary needed the covering of Joseph. I'm going to tell you this, they could never have stoned her. Let me tell you something, that's the lie of the enemy. What's inside of you? That call alone, that God measure of anointing alone, they can't kill you. 
but she needed the covering of Joseph to stay the hand of the enemy. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna really beg you ladies to hear my heart because this is super important to me. First of all, if you're in the floor and you're slain, stay, but if you can make me just room right here in this middle the best you can, ladies, just help me out because this is super important. And I know sometimes we're just so hungry to encounter God, we just respond to every altar call. So this is not me hindering anyone, but this is me saying, look, there are some women in here and the Lord arrested my heart to say, you're in a danger zone of killing what's inside of you because of the report or the lack of covering of others. And God sent me to stand up here like I do for so many women in the natural and tell you in the spirit, don't abort the baby inside. And if you're in here, this is super specific, hear me. I'm gonna tell you, I love that my children don't even understand the concept of a woman not being accepted in ministry. We are outliving a lie in the kingdom, but it's still there. And there are many of you in here, you in here, you're called to preach, you're anointed, and you have a support system. You have someone that covers you and encourages you. So this altar call isn't for you right now. But there are some women in here you have set and contemplated whether or not your yes is still on the table for Yahweh because it's costing you and because you have no covering you have no support and tonight Yahweh wants to breathe life on you and what's inside of you he wants to remove a muzzle off of your mouth and quicken the call of God inside of you. So it may just be one, and I'm gonna tell you if a thousand respond, I'm gonna figure most of you are up here and it's not really you. But I know this space in the altar is for a Mary. And if you know I'm talking to you, I want you to come stand on this purple tape right now. Don't abort the baby. That you come stand on this purple tape. And if it's not, you stretch your hands toward them right now. And this is how we're gonna dismiss. If, if you're done tonight and you've received, it's spiritual to get rest and come back and be ready tomorrow. And I'm gonna just let Pastor Kevin pray. And I'm gonna ask some of these women if you have any strength in your body, because this is what I know what was happening. I felt the yearning of some women's hearts looking up here saying, God, what does it feel like to have release? What does it feel like to have affirmation? And I'm telling you, these women are gonna help me pray for you. Pastor Kevin's gonna pray for you because you may not receive it from your house, but you're about to receive it from heaven tonight. And he's about to quicken and listen, fortify the call that the enemy's trying to kill inside of you do you hear me so when you are ready to go you can be dismissed the marketplace is open those of you that feel so led just stretch your hands toward these women up here right now Kevin I want you to lead this prayer and I'm going to ask those of you that have strength in your body if you feel so led to move down the middle of this tape make me a tunnel in the middle and just lay hands on their womb I'm telling you we're intercepting an assignment of death for destiny right now I want I want to pray this prayer. I want these ladies and women of God to come help me. And what I say, I'm, I'm going to say it in the fear of the Lord. And if 
if you don't know Devin and I well or you don't know me very well, that's okay. But those who know me know my heart when I say what I'm getting ready to say. <clears throat> Daughters need fathers and mothers who will bless them, love them, affirm the word of the Lord over them, even direct and help correct sometimes. This is not the season to be on the battlefield and be fatherless. And my concern is that a generation of church leaders who have attempted to muzzle and to kill what's inside some of these sisters has caused an uprising almost of offense and rebellion. And tonight that is not what we're here to promote. What we're here to tonight to say is if you will come up under the feet of Jesus, he will cover you and he will let that thing inside of you that he placed there as Devin said, he will let it live. I don't think she was in the room when I said what I said at the beginning of my message. But some of you are gonna to have to decide if this is the year you're going to do everything God called you to do. And if it is, you're fixing to get realigned. You cannot stay in a house that believes you don't have something living on the inside of you. It'll kill it or you will operate in rebellion. And how many know God doesn't honor the spirit of rebellion? So you need to quit complaining and you need to say, God, either bring my church and my leadership into a place where they see the oil of God on the lives of ladies and even the preaching gift. Or you're gonna have to decide, Father, you're gonna have to redirect my steps so I don't live in the place of frustration. And I'm not trying to get you to change churches. You need to hear me very clearly. I don't do that stuff. But you are frustrated because you've been staying in a place for 20 years and they have not seen, affirmed, or valued the call of God on your life. And you're frustrated and you're hurt. And I'm gonna pray for God to give that house breakthrough so that you can step into your full purpose. Before Kevin prays, I just gave them all the modesty cloths I can find. I just want them to lay a cloth over your shoulders and just decree this over you. You're covered. You're covered. Heaven's covering you. So as he prays this, they're just, just going to lay this just over you your hands toward this and cover right you. I don't want this to be weird. I want these women of God to know in this season that what you put in them is divine and precious and holy. I want you to break the fear of man off their lives. The pressure to prove themselves is broken off of them now. Jesus. The pain of rejection. I hear the Lord saying that some of you feel like Leah and you keep giving birth so that you can impress leaders but the next one you're gonna give birth to is not for them, it's for God, and you're gonna name it Judah. The pressure to perform coming off your life now. The offense is coming off of your life now. Lay hands on your belly, women of God. You're covered right now in the name of Jesus. I say to you, that holy thing being born and birthed through you and in you, it is of the Lord. And the Lord said, just let the baby live. 
just let it live. You don't have to fight and strive in this next season. Just let the baby live. Come on, pray all over this building right now. Stretch your hands toward this altar. God, I believe you're raising up five-fold ministry gifts in women of God. Junia was mentioned as an apostle, a female apostle in the New Testament, the book of Romans says. Philip had four virgin daughters that were prophetesses and they prophesied. The first evangelist of the New Testament was not one of the 12, it was a ex, an ex woman of the night whom Jesus delivered from demons. And when he rose from the dead, he did not look at Peter and say, go tell my disciples. He looked at Mary Magdalene, who he had delivered and said, you go tell the 12, I'm alive. Priscilla and Aquila taught the men of God, the more excellent way, the Bible says in the book of Acts, I'm just trying to get you into a position where we can begin to honor the thing of God on the inside. Father, I just cover these women right now. I speak the blessing of the Lord over what you put in them. In this next season, I pray they would begin to flow in it. Come on, a fresh anointing, open doors, opportunities. Season, season, season them. Season and prepare them, Lord. Season and put an oil on them tonight, God. We, we resist the feminist movement that is rising in America and we just declare that the table of the Father has room for sons and daughters and there will be no striving. We will just walk in the, the blessing of being a son and daughter of the living God. And I pray God tonight more than a gift, they would have intimacy with you. Teach them, Lord, that it is not about the title, it is about the towel. Intimacy. Just throw your hands up, sisters. Lay your hands on your belly and just, Father, I pray the Holy Spirit would begin just to move in them. Some of them haven't felt this for years. They feel something being awakened on the inside of them that they haven't felt alive in years. It's kicking tonight. That child is moving, that ministry gift is moving, that anointing is there. And I keep hearing him say, get up under my feet. If you'll just submit yourself and surrender it all, the key tonight is submission and surrender. We honor you, Jesus. Honor you, Jesus. Cover, 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 cover. Lay your hands on your sister's shoulder next to you all over this building right now. Come on. Just cover us, Lord. Cover us, God. Cover us, God. Cover our sister right now. Don't let them walk through the next season, this new year. Don't let them walk on the battlefield uncovered. Bring them into the tent. Put them under the cover and cover them, Lord. They're up under your feet. They've submitted and surrendered to you. Lord, I pray right now after they submit and surrender to your Lordship, you'll bring them into the tent. You're calling them closer. Intimacy with you. 
recovered. I see a lot of tears flowing. I just believe there's healing going on. Wounds are being healed up tonight. We just declare the favor of God over every one of your lives and the blessing of the Lord is upon you. I want you to pray with me right now for senior pastors. Lord, I pray that senior pastors would begin to see what you're doing in the earth in this generation through your daughters. Holy Spirit, I release these women of God and I pray for their pastors to have the courage and the revelation to release them as well. Lord, we don't want any church to miss out on what you're getting ready to do. We just decree in Jesus' name that you're going to speak. Hallelujah. Stand with me, please, all over this room. Lift your hands in a receiving position. I feel the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost. Put it in their spirit. Some of you had a missionary encounter tonight. God's put a nation in your belly. God's put a people group in your spirit. God's put an evangelistic fire on somebody. God put a teaching gift in somebody. Spirit of God, thank you for prophetic mantles. Thank you for apostolic grace. Thank you, Lord for the pastoral grace to lead your sheep. Just throw your hands up, sisters. God, I just declare in this room right now that you're not gonna bypass, you're not going to move beyond, you're gonna move in them. You're gonna move in them. Lord, we're available to you. I want to do this, and we're uh, Devin. You can come do whatever you want, babe. I want you to get your phone out. If 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 you're in this altar, listen to me very carefully. This is not a plug. This is an extension and an opportunity that I feel like in this moment I'm just supposed to make available. Every person in this room, to my knowledge, is part of the monarch, the monarch movement, the monarch society. How many are thankful for what God is doing among the monarchs? Come on, the women of fire. Come on, just, just, I mean, just give God praise. I'm not talking about us. Give God praise for what he's doing. That's what I mean. I did not ask for this assignment. I ran from it for a long time. And several years ago, six years ago now, which seems unbelievable to me, 
the Lord called me to do something and Devin to do something that at first I did not understand. It, it devastated me. But the Lord said to me when it happened, keep your mouth closed, go to the wilderness. I'm going to give you an understanding of what I'm going to do in the next chapter of your life. God birthed something there. Somebody asked, how does all this intersect? I, I don't even know. Women of Fire is a movement that's sweeping this nation, literally, and we give God praise for that. We just want to be good stewards of it. But before I got COVID and thought I was going to die, an apostolic pastor in Guatemala had a vision of me. And he saw in this vision a net thrown over the whole globe. And he started talking to me about a net. And the Lord spoke to me and said, it's a net work. And in order for your nets to work, you're going to have to network. And every place this net intersected, a beam of light came up in the nations of the earth. And here's what the Lord said. I just... I'm doing this tonight because there are some sisters in this room. Listen to me. Chill on the music for just a second. Sisters in this room who don't feel like you have anything to connect to except one or two conferences a year. That's not what we want you to feel. I know that's not Devin's heart. If you have a place you're connected, a spiritual family that you're connected to, stay in it. Do not change anything. We're not here to proselyte people into anything. But every month we have fellowship with leaders around the world. We pour out, our pastors of this church pour out, we pray for you. We jump on a Zoom once a month and we just try to pour in. I just want you to know you're loved and you're covered. This is not for everyone. You're part of the Monarch Society, Women of Fire. This, this doesn't change any of that. It's not in a rep, replacing anything. This is just something that we feel like God's called us to do to network ministers and leaders in the kingdom. So we have the Ruach Global Network. And if you feel like you need to be a part of a family, a spirit-empowered family that walk this thing out together, we just want to invite you to be a part. You can put this QR code on your phone and check it out later. There is no pressure. You can come to anything we do without being a part. But some of you need to get connected to a family of like spirit. This is not a plug. I wasn't even going to do it. Somebody needs it. When I left the denomination that I loved dearly and God took me out of it, I asked God, what am I going to do? And the Lord said to me, go to the wilderness. Keep your mouth closed and I'm going to show you. And he said, I want you to build a fire and build a family just the family and the fire. That's what it is. So you can put this on your phone. If you need it, just take a picture of it. Don't do it now. Do it when you lay down in bed tonight. I just don't want anybody to leave Chattanooga and say, I don't have anybody. Come here, baby. Come here. You can come here. I hear you. Hi. Come here, princess. Hey, come here, baby. Okay, you want to? That's what it's about to me. That is what it is about to me and my wife right there. 
so it's just an invitation to be a part of a spirit-empowered family that literally is happening all over the world, and we're just going to watch it continue to be blessed. There you are. <laughs> this is Asher. Can you wave hi to everybody? Say hi. <laughs> I'm going to get your nose. Take a picture of that. Be a part. Devin and I love you, and I'm going to bless you. And tomorrow, this woman of God has a word. I did real good tonight and didn't talk about doors at all. But tomorrow, you got to get here because there's a new year upon us, and you can't stay behind the door you used to be. You're getting ready to come through another door. Lift your hands and let me bless you. Father, seal the work. Seal the work of the Holy Spirit that has been wrought in this house tonight. Keep your hand on these mighty daughters. They are not servants, neither are they slaves. They're not even a woman, just a woman. They are daughters. May this God-given identity that they are receiving this weekend flourish as they keep moving forward. Reach over, lay your hand on your sister's shoulder. We rebuke any enemy that would try to get in their mind from here to the hotel. I pray over them that the blood of Jesus would seal every prophetic thing that has happened in this room tonight. I rebuke a mocking spirit that would try to talk them out and tell them that what they saw was just emotionalism. Lord, what you did in their spirit tonight was deep and authentic. And I pray in the name of the Lord that they will, you will seal it so that they will keep it. I bless them tonight to hold on to this word. They're coming into the secret place. May they abide there forever in the name of Jesus. If you're happy and you know it, say amen.